Hello, and welcome to the early August edition of Dr. Blackgrass On Air. In this show, we'll be thinking about post-harvest field management, particularly cultivations and straw. All the features you'll hear in today's show were taken from Bayer's Blackgrass Live event, which took place in July. The event was a three-hour panel discussion featuring some of the country's leading experts on blackgrass. One of these experts was Colin Lloyd of Agri. In the first piece, we'll hear from Colin talking about Agri's research into various cultivation methods for blackgrass control. Certainly the work we were looking at originally was you know, all the things that we're all talking about, stale seed beds and delayed drilling and so on. Then we started a cultivation strategy experiment for five years, um, which culminated in overlaying either strip-till, min-till, deep one-pass, plough over each other. So we got into the end 288 different ways to skin a cat, which was most probably enough. Um, but I think the, 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 the big score out of that really... Because uh, obviously in some areas we ploughed continuously for five years, strip-tilled continuously for five years. If you look at the, at the, at the head, main headlines, really, it's the, the question to get asked the most is, if I plough, if I plough, uh, how often do I plough? Uh, so basically there we, we got a situation where we ploughed in year one, kept shallow for the next four years, actually uh, was, was the best thing that happened in that uh, trial series. The, the impact was something like £360 per hectare per year more, uh, where we'd ploughed in year one and kept shallow for four years compared to other systems. So in reality, and we say ploughing is expensive, which of course it is, it needs to be done well when we do it. Uh, if we start a field and it's not ploughing very well, the best thing to do is get out of it, um, you know, and wait another day. Um, but all our ploughing tends to be done very early. So we don't, we don't wait for chits, we don't wait for something to happen. Uh, we get straight in, so it tends to be ploughed dry, ploughed pretty well, um, and then keep that shallow for the next four years. We just about got away with it by year four or year five after the plough. It was starting to get a bit messy again, but that was, that was our best approach there. So on average, that was £360 a hectare. Per year. Better than you, so you try ploughing every year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you take the average of all the other cultivation strategies, um, and then you, you, you apply money to it, um, you know, which, which of course is the important bit, not only have we got to control black grass, haven't we, we've also got to make some money while we're trying to, trying to do this. And that was, uh, I think, was a, a figure that was way in excess of what I was anticipating. But it just goes to show what yields we lose from black grass over a, a, a period of time. And for the record, the other voice you heard there was Tom Bradshaw, who chaired the event. We're going to continue hearing from Colin now. He starts off by talking about some of the research going on in the wider industry. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I have to uh, fully acknowledge all, all our other, uh, the other distributors in the, in the country for the work they're doing. I mean, um, sometimes it can be slightly contradictory. Um, and there's nothing actually wrong with that particularly. I think it's just a matter of showing what the sort of work we're all doing and, and having a look at some of that and deciding which is best for you. Uh, I think one of the problems might be you, it might be end up a bit of a pick and mix and you pick a bit of everybody's and then actually the whole thing falls apart. So I think yeah, you have to set your mind on a strategy. Can it work? Have I got the resource to do it with? And there are many, many farms that said, I haven't got a plough, uh, don't want to plough, most probably can't plough, you know, you alluded to blacking over soil, doing it fast and all the rest of it. That's not ploughing, so we have to be very, uh, very content with our definition of good ploughing. can make a lot of difference. Um, but there are other ways of getting around the issue, but unfortunately, they all, however you do this, to get the absolute maximum effect, even after a plough, you have to drill later. 
Next, we hear from Gordon Anderson Taylor for his take on cultivating successful blackgrass control. I was just going to add, really, and it, it always comes up which piece of kit should I use, what should I do? And again, it goes back to where's the blackgrass in the soil, and I think that's the challenge to know, you know, is it through the profile, is it in the bottom, is it in the top? And really, you should be doing something either to maintain it on the top or put it underneath. And as you say, you can look at your own kit, see what it can do, and, and there's certainly more science going into kit that's being produced and drills being produced and actually telling you what it's doing to the soil and that's really good information now uh, it's not just a question of lacking over anymore but you know knowing where the seed is is key and we talk about pressing the reset button and you know when do you press the reset button after you've ploughed and I've known some people press it too quickly and suddenly they brought up a worse situation than they thought they were getting out of so you know it, it really is knowing where the blackgrass is and how much is there and is it dead yet. It has been said that uh, a lot of the problem we're in now has been down to lazy farming and high horsepower tractors, big kit on the back that mixes the whole thing up and we think we've been doing a wonderful job. But now we look back in hindsight, that maybe is the worst thing that's happened for, you know, for black grass. Would you agree with that, Colin? Yeah, I mean, I think absolutely. I mean, uh, any deep one-pass system, whatever that might be, but uh, times down to eight inches with discs, it could be any colour, there's lots of them out there. Um, I mean, of course, they were a, a great way to progress quite quickly, set up the seedbed, jobs are good, and then, of course, when the chemistry was working particularly well, it worked very efficiently. Um, but now it's got rather more complicated, and the deep one-pass system, is, it is mixing an awful lot of black grass. But having said that, I mean, even this year, um, you know, we have rotational trials, so we're looking at a sort of the, the, the black grass populations over a five-year rotation, different rotations, what other impacts. And amongst that, there's, there's some cultivation work. Um, and you'd have to be saying after winter oats of last year, where we had high seed return of black grass, um, and we used a deep one-pass system, so it was made straight after harvest. Um, we drilled the 30th of September, so we knew we had high seed return. We carried on with a deep one pass system, drilled 30th of September. We have 876 ears, sounds very precise, but I can, I've been talking about it for six weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> but 876 ears of black grass. Uh, so they are obviously clearly totally unsuccessful. But even where we deep one passed the same day uh, and drilled now into the third week of October, uh, we have 72 ears of black grass. So there are huge differences we can make, even if we don't change our machinery. But th there's no doubt, or we're trying to demonstrate, if we carry on doing the same thing, high seed return, moving it around and popping it in by the end of September, it it's, it's a road to nowhere. Thanks a lot, Colin and Gordon. There was quite a lot to take in there, but I suppose the main messages are drill late and plough every four or five years. Straw can be quite problematic come harvest. If it's not chopped and incorporated on farm, then it needs to go somewhere else. But how can you be sure that by sending it away, you're not spreading blackgrass to someone else's land? This question caused quite a lot of debate at Blackgrass Live. Answering the question first of all is Andrew Cotton, independent agronomist, and then you'll hear from Dr Richard Hull of Rothamsted. Uh, should farmers known to have resistant blackgrass be stopped from baling and exporting straw? <laughs> Good one. Uh, well, apparently, poor old Cornwall uh, and parts of Wales have got instantly resistant blackgrass on their mixed farms. So, yes, we are exporting our problems across the country. I suppose it comes down to the purchaser of the straw and the deal that goes on between 
purchaser and seller, doesn't it? Uh, I don't know. I think actually we have to think about whether we have a responsibility or not. Is it right that we can be selling our straw? Fine, send it to a power station and be burnt if you agree mm. with that. Mm. But should we, be, should we have the responsibility that we will not sell straw with black grass in it to livestock farmers? Yeah. I think that's a, that's a fair question. It is. Mm. Probably. We know how, how, how big a problem it, it can cause, and we should probably be taking the, the, the answer, actually. No, it's not fair to be doing that. I, I think an, an allied question to that is uh, those with straw who use it as bedding and it's got black grass in it how long should that manure be stored before it's spread on the field and what one of the problems we have with that is that the rpa rules are that your muck heap can't stay there more than a certain yeah and i think that's a problem because i think it should be there for at least that length of time and probably if black grass grows out the top of it, it ought to be sprayed off. Should we be composting that manure to make sure that we've got no viable seeds in it? I don't know whether you've done any work on that, Richard. Well, we haven't. I mean, there's a few of us at Rothamsted that, that have been talking about sort of seed coming through anaerobic digesters, these sorts of things. I've done a little bit of work um, at Rothamsted. Black grass will go through ruminants and it will go through a, um, a sort of a cow system and come out the other end. So there's been some work that they've done in Germany that have shown that. So it is a, it is a viable way for seed to get from one place to another. Um, I did some work on silage, um, and that was with maize, and that was with mature black grass seed. So not stuff, not if so if you cut it early and then silaged it. So this was almost the worst case scenario. So very mature black grass seed, best stuff for silage, admittedly maize. None of the stuff was viable, none of the stuff grew. So if you do it properly, silage, great but manuring that you are going to increase your risk. So on our long-term experiment at Rothamsted, we have a whole strip which gets farmyard manure. We used to make our own black grass free. Now we get that manure in from elsewhere. There's black grass seed coming on there, class so one of our classicals. With so the AD. So there, is, there is a risk there. There is a risk of it coming through that. So with the AD, we're saying it would have been <coughs> clamped in a silage clamp for however long through the year. It's then supposed to be in vessel for 28 days or something. I don't know if anyone's got an AD plant here, but I think that's what, you know, how long it takes to get through the vessel. I, I, I think that there are different there are AD plants, and the, 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 light, the time that the seed goes through the system depends on the AD plant. So I think there's some of them that they go very, through very quickly. I was talking to a farmer at a meeting February time, never had any black grass, put a load of slurry from an AD plant, stuff, yeah, digestate from an AD plant on his farm full black grass across his whole land so it can get through that system but it depends how long and how high a temperature um, that, and I think we probably need to do some work on it as more and more farmers are going down that route I suggest that's in. some incredibly important work isn't yeah. it because it is it's very tempting when you're offered the digest state you look at the analysis of it and you sort of think yeah that's um, yeah. It, it's rocket fuel on paper Yeah. the discussion continued with another question from the audience which was answered by another panel member, Paul Drinkwater, who is also a farmer. It's, it's another uh, issue where you're trying to farm properly if you haven't got any livestock, bringing, bringing um, muck from, from another farm which you're providing straw to, black grass free of course, but then you know, are they using straw from other, other places which does contain black grass and then you're potentially trying to do, do a good deed, increase your organic matter, but also bringing black grass on. It's a, you know, it's a real can of worms. 
Yeah, I think if you're exporting black grass to them, then you can export it back. But it does open a, it does open a you know, potential, another, another alley for black grass to, to be you know, brought, brought onto the farm. And it's, it's a dilemma this year because we, our, our straw goes to the power station at Ely, mm -hmm. in theory, so they tell us we're not going to clear all your straw this year because the power station, it's been a mild winter, so they haven't needed so much. All of a sudden we've got lorries turned up, it's, it's been wet in the west, there's a big demand for straw, so the straw that should be going at the power station is now going into the west country, right. into Cornwall and everywhere else. And there's, there's very little I can do to stop that. They recommend the farm, you know, they don't send it to livestock farmers, but unfortunately that's where it's going. Thanks a lot to all the panel members for their comments on straw. And it's fair to say there were quite a lot of questions as well as answers raised by that discussion. If you have any thoughts on this, please tweet us at Dr Blackgrass. That's all we have time for this edition of Dr Blackgrass on Air, but we will be back later this month where we'll be carrying on the theme of field management and cultivation for successful blackgrass control. In the meantime, we hope you have a successful harvest over the next three or four weeks, and we look forward to you joining us again later this month. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.